Aloha, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Hawaii Abroad Podcast. I'm your host, Auntie Max, and my intention is to share the voices and stories of Native Hawaiians, also known as Kanaka Maoli, that relocated away from our homeland of Hawaii. In this episode, I'm talking story with Alexa Isaacs. She's a wife, mother, photographer, and a proud Native Hawaiian from the leeward side of Oahu. They recently relocated to Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm so excited to have her share with us her journey of how she got to this point in her life as a Native Hawaiian living abroad. Hui, Aloha Alexa, and thank you so much for joining me today. Before I get into asking my questions, I wanted to give you a chance to share with us a little bit about where you are originally from. 2003, that's when we moved to Waianae, but we're, I'm originally from Waianae, but then I moved around, then settled in Kahalu'u, and then moved back to Waianae. We moved out when my grandpa died in 2003. So I graduated from YNI High School. Oh, I went to YNI Intermediate, graduated from YNI High School in 2007. And that's basically where I reside um, ever since then. Um, just wanted to ask you, why did you choose to relocate away from our homeland in Hawaii? Mm. I know it's a loaded you, question. <laughs> before I share my... Yeah, no, yeah. So before I go ahead and share mine, I fully understand that certain circumstances and situations for local families are way different across, you know, many spectrums. Um, however, for us, it it became, how should I say, uh, it became more than a matter of survival. And, um, you know, growing up in YNI, it, you know, we're used to that because it's our home, right? Um, so we're used to, you know, con- um, you know, adapting to, you know, whatever comes our way. But here's the thing. So I'll paint a, like a little picture for, for you. My husband had a state job. <laughs> he worked for the state. I had a thriving photography business. And... Um, my business was growing. It was booming. My husband had basically set a career working for the states for working for the state. Sorry. Um, my son was doing good, but we were living with my in-laws. And I know many local families, they live in multi-generational households. Um, but it was getting crowded. <laughs> like sad to say it was getting crowded. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sure many like Polynesian families or Asian families can kind of like uh, empathize with how that feels. Um, but we were doing good as far as like, you know, finances and stuff like that. Um, but it became more than a matter matter of survival. You know, eventually we wanted to go off on our own way, get our own house. Um, we wanted to put my son um you know through different programs and it came around the time where i th- i'm i think the beginning of 2021 
um, around like the end of January, the beginning of February, there was a issue on my mom's side where she was about to lose her house. And um, it basically fell on me and my husband to kind of figure out um, what we could do to kind of like alleviate the problem of my mom becoming houseless and my little brother becoming houseless. Um, like, even though we had our finances and stuff like that straightened out, it was mostly just for us, you know, just for me, my son, and my husband. Like, we had it straightened out for us. Now we had to include, like, five other people, right? Um, so now it fell on me and my husband to kind of pick up after everybody. So as we're going through our finances, our assets and stuff like that, in the trial that my mom was about to become houseless, we realized that we couldn't figure it out as fast as we could because she was about to lose it in like in in a matter of days. You know? <clears throat> um, and so as we were figuring everything out. We were going through realtors, we were looking at houses, we were looking at apartments. Um, and everyone knows that the housing market in Hawaii is very high. But as we were doing our research and you know tapping into our finances and stuff like that and just bringing up everything, we realized that it was a lot higher than expected. And then when you take into account of like paying rent, or a mortgage along with your living necessities, say like your food, your car, your gas and everything else, it became, you start to realize that it's more than just surviving. You know, even though we had our finances straight, even though we had our assets straight and we had everything we needed, when we, you're including five other people or in this case, my family and my mom and my brother, <clears throat> you realize that you don't have enough to survive in Hawaii, right? Yeah, and let's say if everyone did work and chip in to kind of, I guess, um, make ends meet. I'm not saying that we were going to, you know, take on everything, but, you know, there were certain adults that were involved that are able to get jobs and kind of participate and contribute to the cause, um, it still isn't enough. <laughs> it's it, it just becomes it's not enough. I hear you. Basically yeah. it's it's sad because it's the economy at home, right? Pretty much the economy. Yeah. Everything is just so expensive in Hawaii and it's literally pushing our people out. Literally, literally. And then finally, my husband and I sat down just, you know, as husband and wife. And we've, you know, I kind of like planted the seed in his head. Like, you know, I was thinking, I told him like, I, I'm thinking that maybe we should relocate or move, you know? And he didn't like the idea at first. But as a couple weeks went by, he finally came back to me and we had another talk as husband and wife and he basically said like, um, I have this much saved up. We could have another family meeting and we could relocate everybody. And that was literally the end all of the discussion. 
Um, so the plan was to take everybody with us, but everybody got to pay their own, you know, plane ticket. My husband and I will kind of like pick up the slack, right? So we found the house. We applied. We um, bought our plane tickets. We packed up everything, you know, just on our end. Um, and then last minute, <laughs> everyone like backed out. <laughs> everyone bailed. <laughs> So it was supposed to be six of us ended up being four. <laughs> yeah. Um, or sorry, not six. It was supposed to be eight of us, and then it ended up being four. Um, but in that timeline, as we were doing all of this, um, I got to tell you and be transparent, while we were looking for houses and apartments on Oahu, I mean, we were looking at like um, single family homes, you know, three or four bedrooms, just so we could fit everybody out. Um, and the rent alone was like almost six grand. Oh my God. Like they were, yeah, exactly. They were asking for like six grand. We did find Where? apartments for Where like is three this? grand. Oh, like Henelua, Nanakuli. <laughs> Kalihi, yeah. I would think that would be prices for like Hawaii Kai or <laughs> you know yeah, exactly, right? kind. So we were we were literally looking at like at single family homes, apartments, like two story apartments, just to fit all of us. And we spent like over two grand in just application fees and people telling us no. We went through six different realtors, same thing. Um, and what else? Oh, yeah. So, like, the rent they were asking for was, like, either three to six grand just for, like, a three-bedroom, four-bedroom apartment. Tell me, who in Hawaii can afford yeah. that? Yeah, exactly. So, you, you like I said, like, um, um, if you're asking for three to three to six thousand dollars in rent alone, okay, and there's like six adults who already work, right? So, oh, sorry, that's my stuff. No problem, no problem. Love children. Yeah. So you ask for so if you're asking for three to six thousand dollars in rent, and there's probably like five or six adults in that household that work. You're still barely making it. Like, you're scraping by. Like, someone got to chip in for food. Like, you really have to break down your finances. And, you know, what if what if three of those adults have cars? Then they have to, you know, they have to account for the gas, right? And then whatever maintenance fixes, you know? And all of that stuff adds up. And it's still not enough to make rent. Oh, my right? God. Right? Yes. So when we came to Nevada, it was kind of like an eye-opening thing. I luckily have family here, which made it a lot easier. My auntie is a realtor. Oh, so, nice. so we kind of went through her, but she made it known to us, like, you know, I'm not, yeah, I'm your auntie, but I'm not going to give you any handouts, you know? Yeah. So she made sure we went through the application process. She made sure we paid all the fees. She made sure that we... Um, got our papers signed and she basically made sure that she delegated everything and everything went through. We now currently live in a two-story house with uh, 
three bedrooms and three uh, two and a half bath, two car garage, and it's in a gated area. And we only pay sixteen fifty for this place. Oh my goodness, that yeah. is awesome. So you can see, you can see the vast contrast, right? And we still have enough. My my husband works, um, five days a week. Gets off before dinner time. Um, so does my brother. And, you know, he's able to come home and relax and be with his family. Back home, he was working for Halava Prison. He was working 16 to 24 hours a day. Never came home. And we still barely had enough to move out. Yes, yes. I totally so understand that. Yeah, you can definitely see the vast contrast between Hawaii the economy there and the work schedule there versus up here. I'm not saying like it's easier for everyone, especially us from Hawaii. I'm not saying that it's easier for everyone to just move here and just have like an easier life. You know, it's different for everybody. The situations are different. But for us alone, like our perspective, it a lot was alleviated. My goodness, I totally see your journey on why you had to make the choice that you had to do, yeah, and how it improved the situation. And yes, as I've been doing this research, because this is actually the last part of my research, and I've been doing it for two years already, and so many people, their, their stories are similar. They move for different reasons, but you can see that economy issue through every single story. And everyone is different when it comes to that. But it is so expensive at home. and It's so sad. Yeah, it is so sad, uh, especially for us. Like, um, my son is, you know, that's his home. That's where he was born. I mean, he's only five now. But he grew up, you know, speaking a little Hawaii when we moved here. Like, half the kids don't even know what he's saying. <laughs> you know, and... Our, our cultural, our home life culturally is a lot different than the kids in the neighborhood. Um, the languages that we speak, it's definitely kind of like a culture shock for us in a way. And um, especially for my husband, he misses home a lot. You know, that's his home. That's my home. That's my son's home. But like I said, it becomes more than a matter of survival. Yes. Um, well, since you brought that up about culture, um, I was wondering if one of, one of the questions I asked everybody is um, if you're practicing any culture traditions and what is it and how are you able to do that? Um, in our household, me and my husband, we are kind of like in a decolonizing journey, I guess you would say. Um, we are reconnecting or trying our best to stay connected or reconnect with our, our um, Hawaiian culture. We make sure that my son, you know, um, does his lessons in Olaho Hawaii. Um, he's still... He still um, does online school with his, I think they're called, oh, Kapa'alana. 
they're like an online well they used to be in person but they're they're a preschool and right now they're doing online classes so he does that every monday um and a lot of their lessons are in olala hawaii oh so, so that's kind of like learning that's connected with Punana Leo. No, no, no. Um, they're with partners and partners in foundation or something. <laughs> yeah, or partners in development foundation. Nice. Yeah, and they do Tutu and Me schools. Oh, yes, they yeah. do Kapa'alana schools. Um, their big their biggest sponsor is Kamehameha schools. I got you. Um. Mm-hmm. So my husband and I, we do not speak fluent Olelo Hawaii, but we are learning along with my son. My son probably learns, um, my son probably knows a lot more than me and him. That's no problem because we did go through that, you know, those years where it got taken away, right? So yes, we are trying to bring it back. We are trying to bring it back. So whatever you guys can do to support it is my kai, my kai. Yeah, and we're still trying to, like, hold on to the traditions, teach my son about, you know, um, all the folklore and songs, the mo'olelo, all that stuff, all that stuff. My ka'i. Okay, Alexa, let's continue our conversation and go over some statistics. Based on some of my recent research on this topic, Native Hawaiian population of Hawaii has decreased tremendously. Native Hawaiians seem to be migrating away from their homeland of Hawaii. According to the U.S. Census report, which they just did uh, in 2020, which they do every 10 years, yeah? When you compare the numbers from 2010 and 2020, within that short 10-year span, Native Hawaiians decreased 50%. And really, when you look at the overall number, the percentage of Hawaiian, actually Hawaiian Pacific Islanders in Hawaii is only 11% of the whole population in Hawaii. Oh my God, no, you said it, oh my God. So my question is, okay, what's going to happen to the Aloha spirit if you don't have the original people there sharing that and teaching people about that Aloha spirit? Where is that spirit going to come from? Just my opinion, you know, we have different type of cultures coming in. So one thing good about our people is that we take our Aloha spirit with us wherever we go. Mm-hmm. But what about yeah, Hawaii? Yeah, it's the value that's instilled in us. We take it with us. Totally. But what about Hawaii? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Where is that spirit? It's so sad. There's going to be a time and place when people start to realize that you cannot eat or drink money. Yes. <laughs> I agree totally. <laughs> so when you look at the, those numbers, I mean, just what do you think about the statistics? I mean, I think we, I think we should, I think if, I, if I'm coming from like an honest like an honest energy. Um, it's sad that we're dumbed down to a statistic, you know. You know? Exactly. But realizing those numbers, seeing those numbers, hearing those numbers, it should be a bigger issue. It should be a bigger problem. Because I read in a newspaper sometime last year that 
there was over 10,000 locals from Hawaii that relocated. And guaranteed, most of them are probably Native Hawaiian yes. or Polynesian. Yes. Because we're talking families. It's not just like people. Families moved. Not just like one person or couples. It's families. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then going back to the Aloha spirit. Sorry. Going back to the Aloha spirit. You know, the, the, those, those are values that are instilled in us. Not only as Native Hawaiians, but just Polynesians as well. You know, all, all our Polynesian brothers and sisters probably have their own Aloha spirit. Because it's something that's instilled in us. Well, um, can I just um, kind of redirect the conversation now about um, yes. you being here, your you and your family being in, not here. I'm sorry, in Nevada now. Yeah. <laughs> and um, how are you guys doing in Nevada? I mean, because you had to leave for the economy back in Hawaii. Yeah. So how's your economy now? Um, your folks business, because you said you was a photographer, right? Are you still running your photography? So so how is the economy financially going? I'm currently not doing my business right now. I'm more focused on getting my son prepared for school. Um, I miss home a lot and I'm still very alien to the area. So I don't know where to go to take pictures and stuff like that, you know. Um, back home, I knew where to go. I knew all the forests, all the botanical gardens and stuff like that. Here, I'm just, I'm just a sitting duck. <laughs> but I, I, I'm currently not um, doing my business right now until I am more confident in myself and the area. Um, my husband is doing a lot better mentally and physically. Um, my my little brother also lives with us. He's um adulting very well here <laughs> i say adulting because he's like 19 oh yeah and vegas is a place to yeah. be right at that age <laughs> yeah so he's adulting he's adulting very well he works um at a very stable job i wouldn't say his schedule is stable but he's he's doing very well mentally um as far as me um i miss home a lot uh, um, I miss home a lot, um, but I, I, I say I, I'm a little physically, emotionally, and mentally, I am a little better because my family is well taken care of. We are making the bills. We have our finances straight. Um, we're able to kind of just live how we live just without the worry of or possibility of being houseless anytime soon. Yeah. So, so there's many pros and cons. Um, yeah, financially much better, but there's a lot of things that get lost because of that relocation. Yeah, so I totally understand you, meaning that like the culture and, you know, your environment is so different. It's adapting to everything different. Yeah, so it does take time. But um, I do want to say that I always commend our Native Kanakas, you know, our Hawaiians that um, took on that journey, just like um, the navigators did way back then when they first had to, you know, seek out for new world. It's unfortunate that 
a lot of us is doing that all over again, just to look for better opportunities, which would be nicer if it was already in our own homeland. But there is things that you have to give and take, yeah, yeah, just to be able to survive in today's in today's world. <laughs> it's crazy. So I just want to say that I commend you guys for being brave enough to take that leap, just to um, help support the family and improve things. Oh, yeah, thank you. I admit I was really scared, like the first week I was here, because it's so beyond my natural routine. Yeah. <laughs> so how long have you guys been in Nevada? We've been here since last year, June, so about maybe eight months. Oh, okay, okay. So that's not a year, a year yet. Yeah. Why is it that you guys chose Las Vegas compared to any other, well, Nevada compared to any other state? I asked myself that a lot um um i mostly moved out here um because i knew I, w- I would find comfort knowing that my family is up here like my auntie and my uncle and my tutu and them they're mostly up here when we lived in y and i um it was mostly just us and our in and my in-laws and my mom but most of my family are here in nevada and they've been here for the last 20 plus years. So I knew I would find comfort being, you know, next to my family. Um, and then because we live in the States, we can just drive across state to visit my other family <laughs> who live in Seattle and California and, and Utah. You know, we could just see everybody. Yeah. I was wondering if there's any message or anything that you want to share to the community, specifically for Hawaii, about anything that that we were sharing and how you feel. I would say for those who are currently in strife and do not have the means to relocate, um, to survive, um, I just want to say that it'll get better and don't lose sight of who you are as uh, a native Hawaiian or a Polynesian. Oh, and I hope people are able to listen to the message that everyone has to say. What I'm hoping for more is people start researching and looking into not only Hawaii, but just the issues that are currently going on there. Because people just look at us like, you know, uh, Paradise Island, right? Vacation. They don't realize what's going on. My Kai, good advice. Thank you so much, Alexa. Um, have you been able to connect with any of the Hawaiian community in Nevada? Um, not a lot of them. Maybe like five or six that have reached out to me. Um. But I haven't been able to, like, physically meet them. Well, I know there's a huge, huge community out there. They're all over. And and I'm glad to see that you're on the Ninth Island Connection on Facebook because there's a lot there. And I, I really hope that you're able to connect with, um, you know, a good amount of people of our Kanaka that is close in your area 
where maybe you guys can do things and perpetuate culture and you know just like our people we just get together and just enjoy each other's company right <laughs> i would love to do that like i was thinking i'm i'm a i like to entertain um so i like to cook for people that's my that's my um love language is um cooking and service like i like to cook for people i like to entertain i like to have people over like that's just me <laughs> Well, Alexa, I truly want to say I enjoyed talking story with you today. Mahalo nui loa for joining me and sharing with our listeners your journey. Mahalo. I wish you and your family all the best. Regardless of where you reside, I'm convinced that the Aloha spirit that lives within you will continue to represent our homeland of Hawaii very well. Mahalo, mahalo, mahalo. Okay. Oh,